Hey, what's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 753 of Ask Pat. Thank you so much for joining me today. All right, now here's today's question from Chris and Kit. Hey, Pat. My name is Chris Shepard from GoMouseScouts.com, and I'm here with my son, Kit. Kit, say hi to Pat. <laughs> a little quiet, but uh, he said hi. So we have a Disney fan podcast that brings you Disney park tips, inspiration, and family-friendly fun. And it's a project that our whole family participates in. It's pretty cool. But our question for you is about your audiobooks. So for your first book, I seem to remember you recording it yourself and then going with a professional voiceover artist for the final iteration. For your new book, Will It Fly?, you recorded the audio version of it. So I'm wondering why you decided to do the audio version yourself this time and what has changed since your your first audiobook. So, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, thank you for all you do. We love your show and get so much value out of it. So thank you for that. And uh, Kit, say bye. Bye. All right. Hey, thanks, Pat. Take care. Hey, Chris, and hi, Kit. Thank you for saying hi and bye. Uh, keep up the great work, all of you. I think this is awesome. So GoMouseScouts.com is the website. You all should check it out for sure. Uh, my family, we love Disney too, so I'm definitely going to be checking it out. So GoMouseScouts.com. Uh, thank you again for the question. So my audiobook process, is I actually have three audiobooks. So the first audiobook was done back in 2008. Eight. And this was after I launched my ebook, which was a study guide for helping people pass an exam in the architecture industry. Now, I actually tried recording that on my own. And after three days of just, I think, eight hours a day recording it, I listened to it and it just sounded terrible. And it sounded terrible for a few reasons. One, I just didn't know what I was doing. So I lacked a lot of confidence. Uh, for whatever reason, even though I was reading it off, I would say things like, um, and like, and things that weren't even in the script. I was just so nervous. But thirdly, I didn't have the right equipment. I was using a Logitech headset with a little, you know, it was for gaming, and it just wasn't right for audio quality for something that I wanted to sell online. So I ended up going to elance.com, which is now changed over to upwork.com, where you can hire all kinds of people to do different things for you. And uh, so I hired a voiceover there, and I spent a couple thousand dollars for that which was a ton of money for me at the time, and it still is, um, but it was definitely worth it. I made up the cost of hiring that person. Uh, her name was Trisha. Uh, she was awesome. Uh, she finished the project in about two weeks, and then I had MP3 files that I then I then packaged up into a zip file to sell, and I made up the cost in about two, two and a half days of what it cost to create it. And then since then, after that, it's just been profit, and still today it's selling. So, um, yeah, it was it was great to hire somebody to do that for me, and I, I felt like uh, it made sense for me at the time because, A, I didn't have the equipment. B, I was just not confident. And C, somebody could do it much better and faster than, than I could do it until a point to, to, till I was happy with it. My second ebook, I actually did record myself, and this was not Will It Fly. This was Let Go, which was a book published in 2013, and that is a book that you can find on Amazon. It's $2.99 on Kindle, uh, and it's only a Kindle book, but uh, I turned it into an audiobook as well. It's available on Audible now, uh, and that was done in my home office. That was done because by then I had a podcast for a couple of years. I knew how to make things sound good, and I was just used to my voice finally, and I, I recorded that myself. And that was a shorter book, and it's a couple hours of, of content, which was which was fine. That was like right along the lines that I was used to with uh, just a couple podcast episodes and the batch recording that I was used to doing. Uh, and that was fine. And then I gave it to a couple team members to process it and put it up on Audible. Bada bing, bada boom, it was done. That was cool. Now, with my latest book, 
I did use my own voice to record it, but I did not record it in my own home. I recorded it at a professional studio, and I did that for a few specific reasons. One, well, the book is several hundred pages long, and I knew it was going to be more than two hours of recording, so I knew it was going to take several hours, and totaling it all up, it took about 14 hours in the studio to record the whole thing. The final audio was about Gosh, I don't even know how long it is. I think it's six or seven hours in length, but a lot of it was the editing, the editing, which was the most important thing, and it was the during recording editing that that is key. So when I went to a professional studio, which I did pay for, obviously, I had an engineer there who was listening the whole time, and as I was reading my book, he would he would say and often interrupt and say, oh, can you read that passage again? Or you added a word there that wasn't there. Is that, is that supposed to be there or not? So he would actually catch things that I wasn't even paying attention to or noticing while I was reading my book, which was really handy because I even remember when I was recording Let Go on my own in my home office, I still had to re-record a few things afterwards, which I didn't even realize I had misrecorded or misspoke until after the whole thing was done and I had to, you know, the person editing had to take that new clip and paste it in, inside the old one and, you know, it was just a mess. Uh, so having a sound engineer there was great to help with the uh, corrections and making it great on, on, you know, on the fly as we were going. Uh, but secondly, and here's the biggest thing, I knew that if I paid money to go into a studio, that I would only be focusing on that while I was there for a few reasons. One, I, had, I was not in my house, so there was no distractions. Two, I was going into a professional studio that just going in there mentally was like, boom, I'm, I'm, I'm going to work today. You know, I'm going to record my audiobook. That's what I'm doing. Uh, but then uh, three, I just knew that because I had skin in the game, I was paying money to be there that I had to, I had to do it. And that's what I was going to do when I was there. And so it took about two and a half days of total recording, and it was done and done very well. Was on Audible actually. That is now the most profitable part, uh, profitable um, piece of content related to Will It Fly because the book uh, is doing very well still on Kindle and paperback, but the Audible book, uh, for whatever reason, uh, is is making more profit. And that's what I hear from a lot of authors. So if you can, if you're writing a book, try to keep the rights for your audiobook, and uh, because it's it, it can be very profitable, and you can also get a bounty or $50 credit toward your account if you sign up a brand new Audible user and they download your book first. So that, uh, And they also get that book for free, which is cool. So when you sign up for Audible, you get one credit for free. So you can use that to promote your book. So for any of you listening out there, if you haven't read Will It Fly yet and you want to hear me uh, read it myself and also hear some bonus content in it that's not available in the book, go ahead and pick up Audible. You get one credit free. If you use that one credit to pick up Will It Fly, I get 50 bucks which is cool because that adds no extra money taken out of your pocket. It's just Audible gives that to me, hoping that you're going to love it so much and stick around and pay the monthly fee, uh, and that's how that works. And I pay, I've been paying monthly for Audible to get credits to download books every single month for the last like three years. I love Audible. So anyway, sorry for the small plug there, but Chris and Kit, uh, hopefully that answers your question. And I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, sending your question. And I want to send you both, I don't know, uh, how old your son is, uh, Chris? But uh, we'll send him a T-shirt anyway, even though even though it might not fit him. But uh, we'll we'll hook him up and, and hook you up as well. Um, and again, everybody, go check out GoMouseScouts.com to hear more about some cool uh, Disney stuff, uh, theme park uh, knowledge. Yeah, there you go. So thank you again. We'll send you a shirt uh, sometime soon. But anyway, anybody else out there who has a question that you'd like potentially featured here on the show, just head on over to AskPat.com and you can ask right there on that page. So thank you so much. I appreciate you both. And I will end, as I always do, with a quote. And today's quote comes from Jack Nickel, the founder and CEO of Threadless, 
which is a, which is a cool t-shirt company. He says, I try not to make any decisions that I'm not excited about. I try not to make any decisions that I'm not excited about. So, Kit, if you're listening to this, maybe you're a little bit older, if you want to do something, get excited about it because it's going to be a lot more fun. You're going to do a lot better of a job at it. So keep staying excited. Keep hanging out with your dad, Chris. He seems like he he knows what he's doing. And uh, keep up the good work, both of you. Thanks so much, and I'll see you in the next episode of Ask Pat. Bye. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.